What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoy the discussion. So 1 Samuel 16, we're going to read this and then I, I want you to chime in. So 1 Samuel 16, verse 7, uh, it says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So we're talking about God's ways. Um, and we have been discussing a relationship with God. And in this relationship with God, we are trying to find out and determine God's ways. And how can you get to God's ways? Well, if you get to God's ways, you have to go through the way, the way being Jesus. And Jesus, we've been talking about Jesus. Uh, really good discussions about allowing the mind that was in Christ be in us. Uh, amongst other, um, with our relationships with other people, the mindset that was in Christ, having that same mindset towards other people where Christ was a servant, Christ served other people, Christ laid down his life for other people. And today it brings us to, this is like a special segment of God's ways. And it's really, it, it's really been pressed upon my heart. I've been really like, like asking God, just feel me with what it is you want me to say. Fill me with just, let me glean from you. Let me just hear from you. I don't want to ask for something in particular. Just share with me. And God shared this. He just placed this on my heart today, just today, brother. And it was just this very thing. Verse 7, man looks at the outer appearance. God looks at the heart. Now, interestingly enough, Let's turn over to the book of Genesis, right? This is your favorite scripture, brother. I believe it's chapter 5, verse 6. And we're just going to read 6, or maybe 6, verse 5. Yeah, 6, 5, sorry. Had it all mixed up. 6, 5, and it reads, The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth. And that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. Now, that's interesting. Why is that interesting? Well, because if we go back to 1 Samuel, if we go back to 1 Samuel, if my Bible app allows me to go back to 1 Samuel, <laughs> uh, if it allows me to, 1 Samuel 16, Verse 7, again, it reads, I reiterate, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at, meaning men, meaning human beings. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Now I'm going to read, the Lord is looking at the heart. Now I'm going to read Ephesians one more time. Ephesians, not Ephesians, sorry, Genesis 6, 5, one more time, because we got to get this. The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, 
and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. Now, let's put this into context. First Samuel 16, what are we looking at? Well, Saul was a king. He was the king um, of, uh, I think this is it, right? Because I think he had just got rejected. So Saul was the king of, the, of Israel, and he basically disobeyed God. He disobeyed God so much so he was using his disobedience to try to please God. In other words, he was wanting to offer a sacrifice to God that God had already disgraced. God told him to kill everything in the land of the Amalekites. And he said, kill everything. Don't leave anything living. I mean, if God told, if it was almost as if God wanted him to kill the grass too, but he didn't say that. But he told him to kill all of the animals in every male, female, and children. Even the babies. Kill the babies. What? No, no, not the babies. Yeah, the babies. Kill the babies. Right? He wanted him to kill everything. But Saul was like, well, no, we're going to keep the king because I'm going to make him a slave. And then we're going to keep all of the cows that look good. Now, notice what it said. Look good. It looks good. And I am not going to turn over there and read it, but I suggest anybody that's listening to this go back and read 1 Samuel 15. But everything that looked good, what did he just say in 16? Man looks at the outward appearance. All right, now, man is looking at what looks good to them. And everybody has their own look good, right? What they call it, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. What I behold is beautiful. That's what is beautiful to me. But it's not necessarily true. There are some things that are just beautiful Period. Because as God is pointing out, man looks at the outward appearance, but he looks at the heart. All right. Now, put a pin there. Let's put it put in context Genesis 6. So, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Let me finish Samuel 16. So Samuel, Saul had been rejected and God was telling Samuel, hey, stop mourning over Saul. I've selected another king. So he went down to Jesse. Jesse had, I believe, seven sons. It may have been eight. I can't remember exactly, but it was more than five. And he looked, went through all of these sons. He's looking at them and like, oh, man, you know, I know it's got to be this one, got to be that one. And God is saying, no, no, don't look at their outer appearance. Saul was already a handsome fellow. He was well-built, tall guy, strongly looking, king, kingly, manly, kingly guy. We already had that. And guess what he did? He disobeyed. I don't want that. What I want is somebody that I'm going to measure by what's, in the con what's the content of their heart. Not how they look. The content of their heart. I'm going somewhere. The content of their heart. Now, that's, that's the context. Right? This is what God is saying. I'm measuring what's in their heart. Not how they look. What's in their heart. But this is a caveat. If you go to Genesis 6, 5, God said, <laughs> God, the Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. The context of this scripture is he's looking down on the earth after Seth, after um, Enoch, uh, after Methuselah had lived. And what's, what's in the process of what's going on right now is God is recognizing that man was basically living according to their own ways. They weren't following the statutes that he had laid out 
for them to follow. No, they were doing things their own way. So what was he about to do? He was about to destroy everything on the earth. Everything. Nothing would be living. Like he was killing everything. Maybe only the fish were living <laughs> because he was destroying it by water. Um, but even he even allowed the, the, the water, the floods to extend so high up on the earth, it was killing the fowls of the air. They had nowhere to go. They couldn't fly higher than the flood was taking, than the flood was exceeding to. So, so he was killing everything. But there was a few, there was a remnant that he was sparing, the remnant being Noah. And this is interesting, too, and, uh, because I want to read the account that God is saying about Noah. Because notice what he said. He said, the heart of the human race was only evil continually, right, or, or evil all the time in the NIV. But notice in verse 9, it says, this is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Mm. Now, that's interesting, because God had just said just previously, prior to this, he said he saw that the human race's heart was only filled with wickedness it was it was verse 6 verse 5 he said the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth and that every inclination of the thoughts every thought of the of, of the human race uh every thought that was being basically provoked from what was in their heart was only evil all the time and that's interesting why is that interesting? I'm going somewhere with this. Because if God is measuring what's in your heart, but then on the one hand, he's saying, he's seeing what's in your heart is only evil continually, brother. And this is where you probably want to chime in because this is super interesting. Then we're going to go over to Matthew 12. If God is looking at our heart and measuring what is he's in our at heart, your heart right? you know, if, if it's only evil, then what is he measuring? If it's only evil, then... What he's looking at on the outside is doesn't matter because what's on the inside sounds from Genesis six sounds like it's only evil, right? Or is it the intent? The intent? The intent is evil. Mm -hmm. But somehow, but somehow, Noah manages to 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 interject his will somehow or another that he comes out honoring God. So did he in not, spite right? of it, Yeah. See, those guys, somehow or another, in spite of the fact that they got tainted, messed up hearts. Right. They were able to still please God by exercising their faith in God. Mm, you said it. Mm, yeah. You said it. Yeah. Now, they, yeah, they, now they, they exercised something that over... Go ahead. Yeah, no, you're saying it, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. So, so there lies the key component that fits all of this together. Yes. It said, if you go down to nine, Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. With God. Now, right? I'm, without me jumping in all of the scriptures, I do advise you to, to people to, you know, I mean, obviously you and I know them, but. It, it over in uh, I believe it was uh, man Romans chapter three of Romans it was two or three, but it was saying that righteousness was accounted unto Abraham because he believed, and that may have been right. even in James as well in the book of James yeah. four 
where it says righteousness was accounted unto Abraham because of his belief, because of really? his faith in God, because of his right. obedience, because of his Better belief, evil heart. and because of his trust in spite of his heart. So righteousness yeah. was accounted unto him because of yeah. that, right? Now, let's get to the, to the gist of this. Let's go to Matthew 7. Also an interesting, very interesting scripture. Um, 16, we're going to start at 16. Uh, it says, by their fruit, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. Uh, Matthew twelve thirty three. It said, "Make a tree good, and its fruit will be good. Make a tree bad, and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you that." Everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for judgment every, every, every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your yeah. words you will be condemned. And yeah. the King James Version says, "By your deeds." But what is interesting here is Jesus is speaking of what is coming out of your heart. This is what over in six, seven, and twelve. I'm combining these because he's talking about fruit, fruit coming from your heart. We was just talking about the intent. Right. Every intent is evil. So what is Jesus referring to? He's referring to what fruit? He's referring to the fruit produced from your faith. From your faith to whom? Your faith to God. Now, what does this have to do with God's ways in our way? Well, glad you asked. It has everything to do with it. What are we talking about? We're talking about a relationship with God. Right. How can I have God's ways in this? Well, I have to have a relationship with God, but I have to know the way. Who is the way? Well, Jesus is the way. Right. This is a big old circle I'm about to say. Jesus is the way. So, all right. So I got to follow after Jesus to know the ways of God. Then once I get to know the ways of Jesus, then I learn the ways of God. And then I see how God operated and how God operates is he doesn't measure people by their appearance. He measures people by their heart. And what is he measuring? From their heart, he's measuring the faith they have in him from their heart, right? So what is he measuring? He's measuring, are they following his ways, right? And so if I am following his ways, if I am being obedient to him, if I am instilling faith in him, then I am measuring things the same way he's measuring things, and that is not about how people are looking. It's about what's in their heart. And what's in their heart? Are they following the way? Are they regurgitating the same thing God is regurgitating? Are we looking at each other as a way to determine if we are of God? I'll say that again. Are we looking at the outer appearance to determine whether or not we are following God? Or are we measuring one another's hearts? In what light? I'll say it again. In the light that we are choosing to follow the way Jesus, God, are measuring one another. Meaning, are we instilling, in, are we walking in faith towards God? And how do you know that we're walking in faith towards God? Because we're doing what God is doing. 
We're not looking at somebody's skin. <laughs> We're not looking at somebody's skin and saying they're good or bad. We're not looking at the way somebody is dressed and saying that they're good or bad. We're not. We're not judging people according to their appearance because of their height, because of their statue. Just as what Samuel was looking for when he was going to select the king for Israel, he was looking for another person that looked good. And this is what we do as people. There goes that Genesis 6 again, right? This is a special segment because we're in a period where all you seeing on TV are people measuring one another by their appearance, Mm, but mm. not by their heart. They're not measuring anybody by their heart. And so you're finding ramifications of misjudgment because one person looks good and then another person looks like they are justified. But who's justified? Only the people that are walking in faith towards God. These are the people that are justified. If you're not walking in faith towards God just as Noah was, then you are going to get drowned out in the flood. You are going to be condemned, right? Because your thoughts, your inclination, they're only evil continually. Everybody has some sense of, here again, some sense of righteousness that they look for in a person. Some people look at, oh, okay, well, you're not the right color. (laughs) You're not the right color, so you're not right. Or you're not the right height, or you're not from the right country. Well, if you're from that country, and so what we have, we have a whole big chaotic system where everybody's judging everybody according to an appearance. The right country, the right height, the right weight, the right skin color, the right eye color, the right hair type, all of these outwardly things. And nobody's measuring one another. Not that nobody is. There's somebody is. The people that are following God, they're measuring people the right way, the God way, which is by their heart, by their fruit. You will recognize them by their fruit. What are they regurgitating? Are they regurgitating? And not just saying, people. This is not about just a talk. This is about how they're walking. It's getting us in the place where a lot of people that are a certain skin color are getting killed. Right? A lot of people are of a certain skin color are getting murdered by people of a different skin color. And it's not just in the United States. Like, don't get me wrong. Yes, we're, in a, we're having a moment where the United States is in a crisis where there are a lot of people that, are, that have a, 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 a brown skin or are being targeted, seemingly being targeted and are being murdered uh, with no weapon. Uh, but it's not, just, it's, it's not just here in the United States. It's in other countries as well. No, it's not being broadcast in the news, but if you go to India, the Indian people, they don't particularly like the Pakistani people. They don't particularly like them. It's because of religious reasons, but they don't like them. Muslim people don't like Israeli people. They nor do they like Christian people. All because of what they are considering to be right in their own eyes. Right? There's these biases that we have. But if I'm following God, if I'm instilling, if I'm, if I'm walking in faith towards God, then I'm not measuring you by what you say you are as far as your religion. I'm going to love you despite of all of that. Jesus didn't look at people that was not following him and say, I hate them. Right? He died for them too. 
It's like we forget about that. Jesus died for them too. Right? But you have people, and it's been throughout the ages where you had people that were superior in their own sight, and, and, and maybe they were superior in the light of they had more people. Or, or maybe they were stronger in certain areas. Maybe, maybe, maybe they had people that was running the government at that time. And so because they were in control of all of the government, they started taxing, uh, putting taxing weights or, or measures on other people because they ran the government. They ruled the government, i.e. the Egyptians. When they was ruling the government and Israel came into their land, so then they started putting taskmasters on the children of Israel. They started enslaving them. They started killing them off, saying, hey, they're going to they're gonna grow and become greater than us, and they might try to take over our land. Fear, what we talked about last week, wanting to be great. And nobody's measuring the heart. They weren't looking at the people's heart. These people were loyal to the Egyptians. Why? Because the Egyptians allowed them to come into their land, make their abode, right? And they even gave them food during the drought because of, and it, because of the Israelite who was in their land, right, he helped make provisions because he had a relationship with God, because he was faithful to God, and God gave him vision, vision to see that the famine was coming, vision to see how to restore up food while the, when the famine get, before the famine gets there, because of a man of God, right? It was because of a man of God. It was because of a man that was walking in faith towards God that they were spared during that time. But then there were kings that grew out of Egypt. There were, there were pharaohs that grew up out of Egypt that didn't consider that. They were looking at the appearance of the Israelites. Oh, well, they're gearing to be bigger than us just because of their number. They started putting taskmasters on them, and they started killing them off so that they wouldn't be greater than the Egyptians. It had nothing to do with their hearts. And you see that today. People are feeling inferior to other people because of whatever reason, not reasons because of what these people, such as black people in the United States, are inflicting on other people. Black people aren't walking around like, oh, they're just the best. They're just trying to get ahead of where they had been dropped off. You're talking about four, over 400 years of oppression, and they're trying to recover from that. Me being black, yes, I'm trying to, a part of that group trying to recover from that. Indirectly, not directly, but indirectly. But this is not just limited to black people. This is all people that are suffering through oppression because of a sense or, or a group of people wanting to express superiority over another group of people based on how they look. Based on how they look. And what does it get you? Well, it gets you in a flood is where it gets you. It gets you in a chaotic situation is where it gets you. It gets you in a war where nobody wins is where it gets you. Yeah, the Egyptians were swallowed up in the Red Sea. Yeah, yeah, all of the people except for Noah and his family were swallowed up by the flood. Yeah, there was a civil war here in the United States where people, many people died because of Certain groups didn't want to, to abolish slavery in the 1800s. Many people died. Many people. Because they were judging by the appearance. These people aren't, aren't people. They're a third of the people. Craziness. We're built the same way. Our genetics 
are the same. We, we both have blood. We both have eyes. We both have ears. We both have, can speak one another's language. It's not as though you're trying to train a, an animal to speak English. It's impossible. <laughs> we can't do it. Yes, we can teach them how to respond to certain things that we do based on certain rewards that we plant in front of them. They will do it because they are trained. God gave them the capacity to respond to us in that light. But I can't teach an animal my language. So if black people were not human, then how could they learn your language? How could y'all interact and talk? How could y'all reproduce the same things that would be produced if you were with another person of your own skin color? That says that we are the same. We're all human, right? And we all have hearts. And we're either exercising a faithful heart or we're exercising an evil one. And the question here today is, which way are you going to exercise that? Which way are you going to exercise? Are you going to exercise an evil heart or are you going to exercise a faithful heart? Because God judges according to the heart. And that's the requirement for us. He's requiring us to judge according to the heart. That's all I have, brother. Well, family, I hope the discussion has encouraged you. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has, join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.